Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,277. Say yes as often as possible. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest. Today, she's calling in from Cincinnati, Ohio, out on the road, but she calls home San Francisco, Jill Trotta. Jill, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready to roll. All right, here we go. Jill Trotta is an ASE certified technical advisor with over 25 years of experience in the industry. She's the vice president of marketing, industry, and sales at RepairPal.com. She has played an integral role in their certified program, and along with her team, they have evaluated over 6,000, yeah, 6,000 independent repair facilities. Passionate about consumer education, Jill has appeared on radio, TV, and Cars Yeah! podcast now, and in print, sharing her knowledge, and she is a regular on RepairPal.com, Geico.com, and many, many others. Jill was awarded the Kukui, did I say that right, Jill? And Kukui, yes. Kukui Humanitarian of the Year Award, and she was named the Woman of Auto Care, Woman of Excellence, and Services Vice Chair on the Executive Committee of Women in Auto Care. She recently was recognized as the leading expert in the industry on price transparency. Wow, Jill, you've been a busy, busy lady. I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more before I jump into the questions about your passion for caring about automobiles? Yeah, I've been in the industry over 25 years. Started out as a technician, worked my way into service writing. I've worked at dealerships and independent shops. I even took a small little sidestep into the parts. Um, I was on the team that launched Smart, um, the Smart Car with Mercedes Benz. Wow. Um, Cool. You know, uh, worked, uh, owned my own shop for a while and then ended up at RepairPal. Wow. Well, you've been all over the place, done a lot of things. Pretty cool that you're involved in smart car. The first time I saw those was many, many years ago. I was at the Ferrari factory and we were walking behind one of the buildings and there was all these little tiny cars lined up. I'd never seen one in person. I'm like, what do you guys do with all those smart cars? She goes, well, we use them to drive around, you know? And I said, well, they don't give you a fleet of Ferraris to drive around. (laughs) She goes, no, not quite, not quite. Well, as we continue on your journey, Jill, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that is a way of forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So Jill, take the wheel. So the one thing, the one quote that I like to live by is to say yes as often as possible. And that puts you directly able to Take opportunities when they come up, even if it's something that you think you can't completely pull off. You know, I'm kind of a big uh, proponent on jump and build your parachute on the way down. It's kind of how I've <laughs> okay. kind of lived my life. Which, uh, well, if I ever uh, go up in an airplane with you and you say jump, I'm going to hang on to you because yeah. I've got more faith in you <laughs> building that parachute than I might have. So. Yeah, but say yes as often as possible. Think of ways, reasons to say yes instead of reasons to say no. You know, you share the mind of another very brilliant businessman, 
um, Sir Richard Branson, who always says, say yes to every opportunity and figure out how mm-hmm. to do it later. Exactly. And that's how it, you feel that you've gotten through all the different layers of your career. Uh, you just said yes to opportunities and then figured it out as you went. Exactly. You know, my mom always says sometimes, she says, you know, you sometimes take the ugliest falls, but it, you always land on your feet. <laughs> well, you know, I always say if you're going to fall, fall forward, because when you get up, you're a little bit further ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Just don't hit your face too hard. You know, and this is a really important topic for young people who may feel like they don't have a lot of experience. And when those opportunities pop up, they're a little timid and so forth. So if there's one thing you could say out there to a young or old person that might be venturing into something new that gives them the confidence to behave like you behave, what might that be? It would be to say yes, and then do the research and and put in the work, you know, the just the grit that it takes to make it happen is yeah. the important thing. Yeah, exactly. Put in the work. I was hoping you were going to say something like that because a lot of people just think, uh, well, I'll just say yes and float through. But no, you've no, got to put in the you work. you have to put in the work. Yeah, go home at night, learn. Reach out to others is another great way to uh, move forward in whatever you're doing because there's a lot of folks in the car industry that will be willing to help. Let's go back in time here, Jill, and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for caring for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car girl? Absolutely. So I have an uncle who owned an auto shop. And in the summertime, we'd go there and it had gas, a gas station attached to it. And we would pump gas and do little automotive things um, in his shop. And he would get us, you know, Cintosh uniforms with our names on them. And we were like these little 12, 13 year old girls running around the gas station in the auto shop helping out. And that kind of started it. And then when I was at one point after I'd graduated college, I had a Volkswagen bug and it kept breaking down. And and the same uncle handed me the idiot's guide to Volkswagen repair. I still have my copy. Yep. And he would not fix my car for me. He made me fix it. He, He would stand by, he would give me advice. But he was like, if, if I fix your car, I have to charge you to fix your car because that's what I do for a living. Right. And um, I've come since to understand that. Yes, very, uh, you know, but so he would he would help me fix my car. And and from there, I saw an ad on TV that said, you know, you too can become an automotive technician. And and I wasn't happy with what I'm doing. I'd gotten out of college and wasn't liking what I was doing. So I was like, you know what, I can. And I went to um, a trade school. Did an 18-month program in nine months, graduated second in my class, and I was off. You go, girl. I mean, that is really, really cool. I still have my copy. That's the book that helped me learn how to work on cars. I had a Volkswagen Carmen Ghia in high school and college. Oh, yeah. Spent many a time out in the front driveway. I remember trying to rapidly get my brakes done before I'd go and pick up a girl, go on a date, and hope to goodness that those brakes would stop. Yeah, when I when yeah. I pulled up in front of the house and didn't drive constantly too. adjusting them. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, a little bleed, a little here, bleed. A little. I yeah. think I even went out a couple times with friends and said, "Hey, I need you to pump the brakes. I got to get out and try to yeah. <laughs> get the air bubbles out of here." So uh, that was a great book. I, I still have mine. Like I said, still got uh, greasy fingerprints over all the pages. So yeah, I particularly like one part where it said, uh, "Take a break, drink a beer, and then go back to work." So <laughs> it was funny the way it was written. You know, bogey. 
and it oh, yeah. started, it's what started it for Bogey as well as a broken Volkswagen bug. <laughs> yeah, she's been a guest on the show. I had a great pleasure uh, of seeing her over the weekend at the Classic Auto Show. She was one of the ladies up on the stage there uh, in the Women on Wheels forum that Lynn St. James put on. I run into Bogey uh, at SEMA every year. She's just got a perpetual smile on her face. What a great person. So, yeah, uh, she's an amazing. Good friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, incredible uh, woman in the automotive industry. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down. Talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you've faced along the way. No doubt you've bumped up against a few things. Uh, I'd love for you to share a story, but even more importantly, how you overcame that situation and what you learned from it. So I think one of my biggest perceived failures that actually ended up being like one of my greatest uh, assets is I was involved with the team that opened an auto shop, a very successful um, auto shop. We grew it, you know, over a five-year period. We doubled income. We had three technicians. We were about to eclipse a million dollars in income, but the partnership was bad. Um, I kind of got in with somebody who didn't quite have the integrity and and work ethic. We just didn't match um, in integrity and work ethic. And I ended up walking away and walking away from a large monetary investment. But I had to prioritize myself over money because I, my mental health, my physical health, everything was declining because of this situation. And I was working 18 hours a day and, and not getting the payback that I should have been getting, especially after the time had passed and with the success that we were achieving. But that walking away from that really put me in a position to reevaluate. Um, I ended up going and working at a dealership for a short period of time and realized that was not at all where I wanted to be. Then I was actually trying to leave the industry. I was like, I need to go do something different. Oh, wow. I was looking on Craigslist while I was, um, the dealership wasn't working for me. I didn't like it. The integrity there was way low. So there was an ad on Craigslist that said, um, are you an automotive technician wants to do something who wants to do something different? ASE certified required. And I was like, hey, that's me. Yeah. And um, I showed up and it was RepairPal. Ah. <laughs> and RepairPal has definitely been one of the, um, you know, biggest, uh, most spectacular things in my life ever. That is tremendous. We're going to talk about RepairPal in a few minutes here. But first, I want to I want to dwell on this a little bit because this is an important topic. So many people find themselves working in a job where their instincts know this is not right. And they keep going there because they're hard workers. They keep putting in the time and effort, but they're surrounded by the wrong people. I want you to share this insight as to what helped you identify. You walked about, walked away from a pile of dough, too, which makes it even harder. But what would be your advice for somebody that finds themselves in this very difficult situation? I think my advice would be that walking away is okay, that prioritizing yourself and what you need as a person, it's okay to leave. I left that big, huge pile of money and, and time investment behind to move forward to something that fills me up inside. And at that time, I was really, I was, per, I was chasing the dollar for sure. Mm -hmm. And 
when I took the job at RepairPal, I had another job offer on the table and RepairPal paid 50% less than that other job offer. But something told me, do this. This is a part, you know, when, when I had my shop, we were trying to make the industry a better place and, and doing all those things. And I felt like there I was able to create like a little wave, mm-hmm. a little ripple. And RepairPal is, is creating a wave. And that is more in line with who I am and what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. It was tremendous. I always say, listen to your gut. Listen to your instincts. It is every time it's right. And if you're unhappy with what you're doing, things aren't going right, and you can't see a way to change that situation, don't be afraid to walk away. Go do something else. It's it's Life is short. Don't waste that time. Uh, move on and move as quickly as you can afford to do or set yourself up with a landing strip by saving, saving, saving and getting out when you can so you don't find yourself on the street or anything like that. But um, I'm so happy that you did that and go with your instincts. It sounds like you have exceptional instincts. So I think that's great. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car and maybe share a story you have about that ride. So I had a Porsche 914. Oh, that fun. I loved. Yeah. Um, I traded a truck that I owned for this Porsche 914. And, but the problem was I was young and I didn't have the money to maintain the Porsche 914. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it pretty much fell apart, including the exhaust fell off oh, and gosh. the neighbors would complain it was so loud, but I yeah. love this car. Yeah, um, they're fun. Mm-hmm. Going from a truck to a 914, I had a 914. They're a very tiny car. It's like being mm-hmm. on a skateboard. They're, you're way oh. down low. Uh, it's tiny, but it's uh, so well balanced. It's so much fun to drive. What color was yours? It was burgundy. Burgundy. Oh, yeah. okay. It was a burgundy one. Mine was kind of a, a ocean blue color. It was a really nice color. Yeah, it was a great little fun little car. Well, how about Seller's Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had not let go of? Well, I didn't really let it go. I had a 1994 triple black BMW 325 convertible, and I bought it from the original owner, and it had 50,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing car. I love this car, and it was sitting on the street out in front of my shop at the time, and it was T-boned. Oh, and ouch. totaled. Ouch. And being an older car, like I didn't... I barely got anything for it. Yeah. But I, I was able to part it out and I found another one, but it wasn't the same. So I'm still searching for that perfect E36 convertible. Oh, I had two E36 M3s and they were just delightful cars. I love those. Things. Yeah. They, that's the car that got me started racing because I would take it to BMW track days to see if I was comfortable at speed in that car. I'd throw a set of slicks on it and the extra wheels and load them up in the trunk in the back seat and take it to the racetrack. And uh, that got me on my way to uh, being a vintage racer. But those, uh, those old BMWs, uh, three, the, the E36 series are beautiful cars, uh, really nicely designed and uh, yeah, wonderful. So I'm sure a new one will show up or one will yeah. show up some way. There's a lot of them out there for sale. So uh, yeah, there you go. But ah, it's no fun when somebody smashes in no, and I developed my love of BMW because I, I do love BMWs. I worked for Dynan Engineering for oh, nice. four years and just fell in love with E36 BMWs there. Yeah, they're great. I currently have an E46 M3. 
Nice. So, uh, yeah, great cars too. Absolutely. Well, I would love for you to share with our listeners a lot more about RepairPal. For those folks that don't know about it, I would love for you to walk us through what this is, um, what it means to the automotive industry and to the individual who loves their cars. So RepairPal, we have a couple things that we do. And the, the main thing that RepairPal started with was the fair price estimator. So you put in your make model um, and your zip code and what repair you want, and it will bring up a range of what a fair repair is for your area. Now, not a cheap repair, but what a good quality shop should charge for that repair. So then we also have on the other side our certified shop network. And shops apply to be a part of our network. And we thoroughly vet those shops. We check them out on their training to make sure they have current training under their belt. We check them out on their customer service, make sure their customers are raving fans. And we make sure they have the right tools and equipment in place to successfully repair your vehicle right the first time. Wow, this is really, really cool. Kind of like a Angie's List, but for cars specifically. Yeah, and we're a mission-based company. So we're really focused on the fair repair for consumers, but also a real big advocate for the shops who are doing it right. Yeah, The shops who are making the investments that they do need to make to make sure that Cars are fixed right the first time. You know, when we do a lot of asking and and testing on our site, one of the big things is people's cars are not being fixed right the first time. They're having to take them back two and three times. You know, this is great. I can't wait to give this to my mom because she uh, mm-hmm. she's she's well. Should I say her age here? Are you allowed to do that? She's eighty four, but don't yeah. don't tell her I told you. She's out there driving. I just got to visit her. She lives down in uh, Laguna Niguel, and she was. You know, tooling around. She has a black BMW. You'd like it, a little coupe. And um, but many times, and she just recently moved from San Diego to that neighborhood. She had to find a new mechanic, and she's nervous. And of course, you know, being a woman, she's afraid someone's going to take advantage of her and start throwing a bunch of technical things her way that she doesn't know what they're talking about. This is a tremendous, tremendous resource for anybody mm-hmm. to see if if what they're paying. And she she emails me all the time. She just went to have an oil change. Did they charge me the right amount? What do you think? Does this seem normal to you? You know, and they said they had to do this and that. Do they really have to do that? So I think this is tremendous what you guys have created. And is there an app for this or do you go online and use it? There's a website, repairpal.com. You know, and it's funny you say that about your mom, Mark, because I have run certification at RepairPal for six years. And my final stamp of approval on a shop is would I send my mother in there by herself? <laughs> Yeah. Because I tell you, I've my mom used to be a big fan of the Lexus dealer. And most recently, like I've had to go into the Lexus dealer and get her money back for her mm. because they've taken her down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And you know, she's like, You're busy. So I just took it there and I and I'm like, Oh no, like I'm never too busy for that. <laughs> well, you can never be too busy for mom, but I understand. Exactly. Well, this is a tremendous resource. Uh, I think it's really, really cool. And I want to touch on another thing that I mentioned when I introduced you, and that has to do with price transparency. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So our estimator, we're first to market with the estimator. And what it's done is given given consumers a place to go and find out what their car repair should be. That is something that never had existed in the industry, like car repair and I think that's where a lot of the um, misconceptions about car repair and people ripping you off. I mean, I do think that happens sometimes, but I think 
for the most part, people in the industry are really hardworking, honest people. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a lack of communication and a lack of a common not um, common language that has created a lot of of the noise that goes on about oh I got ripped off and we wanted to create a space where consumers could come and and have an idea about what something should cost mm-hmm. now there's yeah. other as there's other things out there now that have developed over the last six years you know you can go on Amazon you can go on different estimating sites, you know, so I spend a lot of time educating consumers and educating shops on how to use those things to your advantage and to not let them disable you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's tremendous. It's absolutely spectacular. Repairpal.com. Check it out if you don't already know about it. Well, Jill, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, fellow automotive enthusiasts, you know I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products since 1975. That's right, all the way back to my high school days. Want to keep your vehicle's exterior and interior looking new? It's easy with a Covercraft car cover. A car cover is the best way to keep your vehicle looking great for years to come. Car covers protect your paint from fallout, birds, dust, rain, insects, and pollen. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. I use my Covercraft car covers every single day. Right now, you can get 10% off all Covercraft custom car covers or their ready-fit car covers. Plus, they offer you over 15 quality fabrics to choose from. Their spring sale is from April 15th through June 16th, 2019. Order direct at Covercraft.com and tell the mark at Cars Yeah sent you. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Joe, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle parked in the garage, it's not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Jill be and why? Huh, I think I was thinking about this, and I think probably like a Chevy Tahoe. A Tahoe. Okay, Uh why Chevy Tahoe? Just because I'm not afraid to go anywhere. I like community, so I like to take people with me um, on my journeys, whatever that journey is. If it's a professional journey or a personal journey, I like I'm not like a solitary person. I like to bring people along. Yeah. I'm not afraid to go over rough roads. Okay, I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you put a little thought to this. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, 
You're a person that gives back. That's your in your whole life, your whole career, always giving back, always helping. So I think that's a perfect fit for you, Jill. Chevy Tahoe. Very nice. All right. We are entering the last lap. The white flag's out. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions to get a little expertise from you, Jill, as if you've not already shared a lot of that with us today with some very quick blips of that Tahoe throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? It's just uh, just keep going. I have a mentor um, mm-hmm. through the Women in Auto Care, Tammy Tacklenberg, and her and I talk regularly, and she motivates me to just keep moving forward and, and to say yes to things. I recently took over... A marketing at Repair Pal. I don't have a marketing background. And, you know, her thing is say yes and and then build your skill set around that. There you go. Now, how about a personal habit that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? You know, I, I work really hard to stay in touch and stay connected with people. You know, even if I just reach out and say, hi, hey, I'm thinking about you, a quick text, a quick email. And that goes in my personal life, but also in my professional life with my professional colleagues and, and things. Just keeping those lines of communication open is really important. Absolutely. How about a resource? Obviously, RepairPal.com is the resource to help you with repairing your car and working on your car. Cara, are there any other resources that you're really fond of? You know, my professional community is my best resource is reaching out to people, knowing different people and knowing who to ask because there's a lot of things I don't know. But you know what I do know? I do know a lot of really smart people who know what they're doing. And part of my keeping those lines of communication open is that I can reach out and I can ask that question and get the answer. Yeah, it's great. We are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. So mom was right. Hang out with the right people, not the wrong ones. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be? Probably Mary Barba. Mary Barba. First time that name's popped up. Explain to our listener who Mary Barba is. You know, she's the CEO of GM. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's way up there. <laughs> she's way up there. And I would love to just talk to her about the industry and how she got to where she is and yeah. the challenges that she faces because she oh, yeah. takes a lot of pot shots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, her name came up on the uh, Women on Wheels forum down at the Classic Auto Show uh, as well. One of the ladies talking up there uh, mentioned her. So very, very cool. Now, is there a book you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, My current favorite book is a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's been mentioned before. What do you, you know, grit is a great word. And sometimes you say it to people and they're like, what are you talking about? How would you define grit? In the book and how it's a singular focus on a a goal and that everything that you do is building blocks to reach that goal. And that goal doesn't change. Like the overreaching goal doesn't change. Maybe the path to that goal might change if you realize something's not working. But the ultimate goal is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. I'll make sure that... uh I put that on Jill's show notes page on the Cars yeah website with a link to that. There's another great place on the Cars yeah website called A Guest Recommended Books. It's under the Resources tab. Way over a 1,000 books listed there, including A Grit by Angela Duckworth. So go there. I've made it real easy for you to buy them. Just click. Takes you right to Amazon. Boom, you got it in your hands. 
read more books. Or if you're into audio, that's the way to do it too. All right, we are up to the checkered flag here, Jill. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car that exists out there, but there's a couple rules to this game. One is it's the only collector car you can have. Uh, I want you to drive it. No garage queens here, so you can't let it sit and collect dust. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So that little trick is off the table. Learned that way back with some of my very smart, inspiring automotive enthusiast guests. So yeah, I'll take a Ferrari GTO, Mark, and then I'll sell it. And I'll buy 20 other cars I always wanted and a house and a jet airplane. So what's it going to be today, Jill? What can I buy you? Um, you know, I'm pretty simple and I stay in the same lane. I, the original E30 M3s. Oh, okay. There's a cool car. But you know Mm -hmm. what? I have a good friend here, Douglas, and uh, he's been thinking about selling his E30. I tell him not to do it, but uh, maybe when he's ready, um, you know, I can give him your name. We could connect you to, you know, that car when it came out was pretty darn cool. It's the 80s. I remember seeing one and going, whoa, what are they doing there? And then following the racing series where those cars ran, uh, they're just really, and they're still fun to drive today. They look cool, but they're a little, little subtle, but those nice fender bulges kind of give you a hint, that little wing in the back. Have you had the pleasure of driving one? I have. When I worked at Dining Engineering, we would get them coming in. You know, the problem with like, the E30 M3s and the E36 M3s is that most of those cars have been driven really hard yep. and they are trashed. Yeah. So yeah, finding like them. a really good specimen, a really good one is, is difficult. But when you do, they're just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, way back when in my previous career, we used to find very cool cars to photograph to put on the covers of our catalogs. And we had a client, a guest or customer, I should say, that brought one over. And this car, he's a diehard crazy concord guy i mean to the to a level that is insane i love clean cars but this guy makes me look like a dirty mess and everybody who knows me is laughing right now because they say well mark your cars are always spotless and it was an e30 it was in henerat that beautiful orange red color they Mm -hmm. make that's just spectacular i mean you could eat off of any part of the car he wouldn't want you to because the food would make the car messy but uh which is there a color you'd like yours to be um I like like traditional like red or black. Yeah, I kind of thought that's what you say since you yeah. like that. <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, this car he has is red, so maybe uh, eh, maybe we can set you up with that thing someday. So I'm maybe keep you in mind, I'm gonna. In fact, I got to call him today. Hey, Douglas, I got a buyer for your car, but I keep telling him, <laughs> don't sell it. You're not going to be happy if you sell it. Don't. He's got an O2, a 2002 as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. So he's got a couple of BMWs in his garage. And he, he used to track both the cars way back in the day, so but they're in that they're in very nice shape. Jill, you've taken me on an incredible ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your very own E30 M3? Nice. Um, I think it just goes back to say yes as often as possible, seize those opportunities, and surround yourself with like great people who support you and who you can support so yeah i love it great wisdom from a a very smart lady and what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and repair pal you can find find me at on repairpal.com you can email me at jill at repairpal if you have questions I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm I'm all over the place and i love to talk to people in the industry so i always tell people 
don't hesitate to shoot me an email or give me a call. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she's been kind enough to call in while she's on the road today. I said at the beginning, she's off to another place. The next day, I mean, this lady's all over the place helping people learn about repairing their cars. I think it's fantastic. Check out RepairPal.com. And like I said, as soon as we're done, I'm shooting this off to my mom uh, so she can use this as well. So thank you for all your help. Uh, Jill, this has been fantastic. Thanks for being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your wisdom with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'm going to see you down the road. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Mark. I really appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you out there on the road. Absolutely. This has been great. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.